Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. Actually, our 201st edition, believe it or not. We Woo! thank you. We thank you for tuning in tonight. I know that you guys put this on your calendar at 845 every Tuesday at AM 570. <laughs> uh, true story. We've actually we've actually twice missed our own show was airing. Was it twice? I thought yeah. it was just once. No, we were like, no, twice. We were like watching a movie and you were like, oh, our show just aired. And we were like, oh, okay, well, we can get it on the podcast. And so can you, by the way. That's right. So if you miss our show, don't forget to get on the podcast. And you can even be like the first person to like it. How about that? <laughs> go to our, go to our YouTube there. channel. You can be the first person to like one of our YouTube videos. Hey, listen, do not despise the small beginnings, right? That's what God says. Yeah, well, for now. Um, all right, so check us out. Tonight's topic is going to be the prosperity doctrine. What it is, what it isn't, and how prosperity has really become, I think, distorted a lot in in both directions in the church. But before we get to that, Kristen, go ahead and pray for all of us. Thank you, Jesus, for your love that reigns, not just during this holiday season, but all year long. And God, I just pray for those who are going through a really rough time right now, and maybe the holidays bring up kind of rough feelings and um, just grieving. Lord, I just pray that you give them your comfort, your peace, God, and your overwhelming joy that fills us in your presence, God. Lord, we just honor you and we praise you for your promises are yes and amen, God, and we hold on to you and what you say. We don't we don't look at what the enemy says or we don't look to the right, to the left. We focus in on you, God, and we thank you that it is already finished and you've already began that good work and you're going to finish it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so prosperity doctrine. This is, I think, one of the most misunderstood things uh, in all of Christianity. It is something the Bible talks about a lot, and very few people understand it. And Kristen, I just have to tell you, you know, this is sort of, um, it's an important topic to me, because as you know, I spent a lot of my formative years in what would be called sort of a prosperity church. And I think there was a, a time and a place for what they were doing there. The church happened to have a very large impoverished minority population, and I think they needed to understand how God's will for them was not to live in poverty necessarily, but actually to lift them out of poverty and and to prosper in all things, even as our soul prospers. And one of my favorite verses, and I told you this, is uh, the, the very first few verses of the book of Psalms, where it says, you know, if you do the right thing, then everything you do will prosper, okay? Um, the problem is it has become largely distorted, and you see it with the televangelists, you know, the guys living in $20 million homes. Some of these guys have multiple jets, you know, and 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 they're promising you that if you just give them money, you can live just like this. Like I tell you, you know, prosperity is not really necessarily about focusing on, on you know, fast cars and Rolex watches. Of course, I say that I'm wearing my vintage Omega watch that you got me for our first anniversary. Um, so you can talk to us about how prosperity <laughs> isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it shouldn't be necessarily the focus. And so I think there's been a lot of uh, distortion as far as that goes. Yeah, I first of all, when you mentioned prosperity, you know, and with the prosperity gospel, you your mind tends to go to the money aspect, but I think about the word prosperity, it's so much more than money. And uh anytime that I've been unhealthy in my life, I remember an older person saying to me one time, you know, health is wealth. Mm-hmm. And that's true. I mean, 
you when we talk about prosperity, real prosperity, money to me is just like a small wealth is just a small small part of it. When you you need it, prosperity, God is wanting to prosper us in every area, in our health, in our joy, in our family, things that money can't buy. So I just wanted to clarify that real quick. Um, and you know, I've had I, as a, Paul says. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. And I've gone through a season in my life where, um, you know, had some financial struggle, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. Gave me the grit that I have today, um, and and the prosperity that God gave during that season in other areas was amazing. But I've also had seasons where I've been very financially blessed, and um, I remember reading a book one time, and I almost started to feel guilty about my financial blessings because uh, the person writing the book, and I don't think they meant it this way, but it kind of came across like, well, if you have this and you, if you have that, and then you should be not holding on to that. Um, and it got to the point where it's like, well, where do you draw the line? You know, is indoor plumbing something that I shouldn't have? <laughs> you know, so um, I think the point of all of it is we need to keep the focus on God. He wants you to have nice things and to prosper, but that shouldn't become an idol. Yeah, you know, I see the counter reaction also. It's interesting how there's that that uh, scientific principle for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And it seems that the more prosperity doctrine has been distorted toward it, meaning like living large and private jets and that kind of nonsense the more you've seen this sort of counterweight, which is God doesn't perform miracles. God doesn't want you to prosper. He doesn't necessarily want you to be healthy. Bad things are going to happen to you and you just have to suck it up and deal with it. And and the truth is neither of those things are scripturally accurate, right? You don't have to draw a middle ground, but if you just look at what the Bible says, it talks all the time about prosperity, about God wanting you to prosper. The book of Proverbs is all about that, okay? But the part that people leave out is it's not you're not being prospered for your own aggrandizement right. you're being right. prospered um to to help build other people up uh there's the that verse in the bible in corinthians where it says you know god is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work as it is written they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor their righteousness endures forever now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. And so the idea, that last line, through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Chris, and that goes back to something we were saying in the last couple of weeks, one of the themes that we've had when I've complained about staying awake during church services, is how I said, we, and we agree that the best sermons are not the sermons you preach, it's the life you live. And what, what Paul is saying here in Corinthians, he's saying, look, you know, if you really want to honor God, yeah, God will, God will bless you, but you have to be generous. And when people see your good deeds, when people see how generous you are, that will result in thanksgiving to God. Well, that's exactly right. I feel like, you know, it's not about flaunting whatever it is, but it's about giving the glory to God. And mm -hmm. that can go as a principle, yes, financially, where you're um, flaunting your wealth, but instead you're you're being generous and not withholding. And there's a verse about do not withhold good when it's in, within your hand to do so. Um, but, you know, like I said before, prosperity is so many things. You know, uh, wealth is just one little part of it. 
Um, because I could think about, well, I don't want to talk about how great my husband is because what if somebody else has a really rough marriage or they just lost their husband? So you you can go all different ways with this, and it's being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And uh, you see that a lot on, like, social media. Like, what do you post and say, thank you for this testimony? Because you are encouraging people with your testimony how God has blessed you. But then it's like, okay, where am I sensitive as to what I say And I think that just goes back to filtering everything through the Holy Spirit and just praying, God, help this, whether it's a post, whether it's something I say to a friend, help it to bless people and not be something that is like, look at me, look at look at me kind of thing. You know, I also want to point out that when it comes to material prosperity, I think a lot of people get the wrong idea. They think you sign up for Christianity and all of a sudden God's going to start sending you checks in the mail. In fact, one of the mistakes I think that the church I went to used to used to commit is they kind of gave that idea um, mm-hmm. and they would just, you know, pray for just, you know, finding money and money finding me and stuff. And it's like, well, if you actually read the Bible, what the Bible actually says is he gives seed to the sower. That that implies labor on your part, right? You have to take the seed and you have to do something with it. Uh, Leviticus says, when you reap the harvest of your land, you know, make sure to give some of that to the poor. Well, that means you actually have to go out and work. Okay. And so it's not like, it's not like there's this sort of unilateral contract where, pardon me for using lawyer language, where, where it's just like, okay, God, I'm, I'm a Christian now and thank you for everything. And, and, uh, you know, uh, where's the blessings that come along with it? I mean, you actually have to, what's the saying? Faith, faith without works is dead. And so you actually have to put yourself in a position where when you are blessed, that you actually go ahead and you, you work for it, that you take advantage of the opportunities that God's giving you. You know, I, I say this, humbly or however else you want to say it, I really want to get to the point um, of like the George Mueller. I think it was his name, George Mueller thing, where he was so dependent on God for things that he he had the orphanage Mm -hmm. and he would just pray and say, God, we don't have milk for the kids. And then the milk truck would break down and and bring the kids milk. Now, I'm not saying that I want to necessarily live. uh, God bless him. And there's people who can live with that sort of faith. Uh, I feel like I have a lot of faith, but I'm not quite at that stage yet. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be wise with our um, what God has given us, our resources. But at the same time, it's amazing to see how God does not work in the world's economy. There are so many times when in that se- season financially when I was going through a rough time that I felt like, wow, God brought stuff without even using money. He would just bless me with things, including things that I didn't even need. Um, you know, like even somebody just said, hey, I have all this designer clothes. You want them? And things that I would never, <laughs> no matter how much money I had, would spend money on. And I thought, wow, God cares about the little wants. God God is amazing how if you don't focus on that and make that your idol, he does care about the little things. If he if you he loves you enough to give you those those little things. Yeah. You know? And and more than that though, this this isn't optional. This isn't mm-hmm. kind of like, well, I'm going to accept Christianity, but stay away from this other part of it. First of all, I can't think of any part of the Bible, any Bible story where God positioned someone to fail. It was always, here's how you're going to succeed. I'm going to do this work for you, okay, or do this work through you, all right? But the Bible also says the righteous are always generous and lend freely. Mm-hmm. It's This isn't something that you can just like, That's you true. can choose not to participate in. This is central to the Christian walk of life. All right, is is being generous. And like you said, Kristen, you know, listen, money doesn't really buy happiness. I get it. But you know what? Money can buy orphanages. 
Mm-hmm. Money can go uh, buy food for people to eat. Yeah. I mean, it is, and we don't serve a poor God, but what does the Bible say? Feast maketh men merry and, wi- and wine maketh men laugh, but money answers all things. It's it's an important component to the kingdom. And it's it's important that we have it, not that it has us. Right. So that, we can, do, mammon, so that right? we can do the good works with it. All right, sweetie, uh, I love you very much. Thank you for letting me talk over you today. Why don't you go ahead and pray us out? Well, I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas. I know this is going to air the day after Christmas. And speaking of prosperity and everything that we've gotten for Christmas and the season, that we would just bless others with with our joy and generosity, not just our income, but our hearts and our smiles and things that don't even cost anything. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Jesus, for your love and your light. God, we focus on you, like I said before, all year long, not just this season, but may people see you through us. And for those going through a rough time right now, once again, I just reiterate my prayer, Lord, that they would just just, just leap into your arms as you open up the doors that they need. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, everybody. Good to see you. I hope you guys had a great 2023. We'll see you in 2024. It'll be even better. All right. Take care. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.